guys, welcome back to the Preview Alliance podcast. It is Sarah. And Whitney. We're in still May, Maternal Mental Health Month. And today we're going to talk about postpartum rage. Oh, that's so much fun. So much and fun to talk about. Not that moms don't need any more judgment, shame, but I think being what you feel like is an angry mom, an out of control mom, um, a snapping mom. Mm hmm. That really can hit hard. It can. Because then guilt usually follows. Right? Because you are like, I am having this extreme anger, Mm -hmm. this irritability, this frustration that's coming out that Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. Yeah. And And it usually, you tend to have that rage or anger before you feel it coming. Like it just kind of is out. And I felt like, so I've said this before with, um, second delivery, I was feeling this rage Mm -hmm. and I could not control it. Yeah. And it was like, you said it hit me Mm -hmm. like wham. And I had went from zero to a thousand and I was irrational over why my level of anger did not meet what caused it. Mm -hmm. And, that was, I was like, what is wrong with me? And I didn't know, yeah. honestly, because people weren't like saying like postpartum rage is a no, thing. It's not very talked about. Um, and I will say, it's interesting that you mentioned that it was after your second delivery, because again, another traumatic delivery. Yep. But you're also keeping up with a toddler. Yes. At that time. We had just moved. Oh, good. So you, uh-huh. we had just a lot moved. of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, So there you are dealing with a move, dealing with having a traumatic delivery and healing from that. Yeah. And then probably grief because that's also when you had the hysterectomy unplanned. Yeah. And so you've got all of those things going on and you're keeping up with a toddler. And I would assume that there's probably a sensory overload component. And I think too, it was like, I felt super powerless. Mm Mm-hmm. And agitated. Yeah. But it's just like, I I remember telling this to Bill and I was like, because we had had, he got the brunt of it. Let's just be honest. He got the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I don't, I can't take you treating me this way. Mm. And I was like, I am trying not to. Yeah. And it's like, I am not controlling it. Yeah. And it's just happening. It's happening. And I don't think he got it. And mm-hmm. I didn't. And I was like trying to explain it to him. But like, yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. Until I did some research and I learned about it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, but it forms, it like come, falls over a depressive disorder, right? Like it's a, it's like the characterized, but like, it can be part of postpartum depression. Oh yeah. Uh, honestly, I think rage can be, kind of a branch out of depression or anxiety. Right. And I would think with anxiety, it's more, again, we can't control things. Things aren't going the way that we need them to go. Yeah. And then we lose it. Yeah. Um, and again, sensory overload, if it is your second, third, fourth, tenth child, you've got other kids to keep up with. You've got school most likely going on for them, transporting them. You've got the toys. You've got the music. You've got the, 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 the all the things. And so it's only so much our brains can handle on top of healing, recovering, 
being up, you know, feeding, whether it's breast or formula, we're up every two and a half to three hours if we don't have a colicky baby. Yeah. So we've got all of this going on and we feel very powerless. We feel very defeated. And so with that, this is going to sound a little weird, but just sit tight with me. Um, It's almost an element of grief. Yeah. Because we're not the mom we wanted to be and we're angry about that. Ooh, triggered by unmet expectations. Yeah. I mm-hmm. set expectations. And let's and let's be honest, going from one to two. Ooh. Um, that was harder. No, zero to one was harder for me, but one to two I didn't expect. I felt like I I felt like I was failing everybody. Mm-hmm. And I thought I should be handling it better. I thought all these things. Um I feel that way with a six and a two year old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is like those negative feelings about the situation or yourself, they're Mm -hmm. not ever resolved or you don't know how to move past them. So then that resentfulness, the anger, the irritability, and then it just explodes Mm -hmm. because like you're never getting, you're just never, you're putting a Mm Band-Aid and you're never getting to the infection. Yeah. So it goes back to that. And it seems like probably, you know, we do know what can cause this in postpartum, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we're not sleeping. Yeah. We have new limitations on our lives. Mm-hmm. We have an adjustment. We Our birth, um, yeah. the partnerships we're in. Hello, that changes. Absolutely. So you have a lot of reasons that can be why you're not functioning. And it can also feel like maybe responsibilities aren't divvied out evenly or equally. Because they're not. They're not. And then you feel unappreciated and that makes you feel angry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I remember resentfulness. I would be like resentful of Bill for like going to work. Yeah. And I was like, you get to leave the house. Uh You get to drive in peace. I'm here. You get to go to the bathroom by yourself at work. Yeah. I was like, you can listen to whatever you want. Like, it was just this resentment for him. And he was like, whoa, this is my day-to-day life. Yeah. And so that was weird. And then like, I would now, and this I'm even like, I knew as a problem because sometimes if I just fall asleep and James would cry, I'd be like, why? And I'd get angry. Yeah. Like super angry all of a sudden that like he's crying. And I'm like, yeah. and I would, sh- and I'd be like, you are like Sarah, he's yeah. a baby. Like, yeah. and that, then I felt extreme guilt yeah. and shame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not, and I know, you know, doing just, research for this topic too is you know a lot of women have reported they would maybe just like slam doors when they've never slammed doors Uh or they've noticed that they would just like yell when they're not yellers or physically punch something yeah and it's like they're like who who am i yeah this is not who i usually am so what do we do so one thing that can be super helpful when we are struggling with postpartum rage and anxiety To the best of your ability, given that your doctor has cleared you for it, have a physical outlet. Walk. Walking for it. If you feel like you actually need to hit something, if you go on Amazon, they have kids punching bags for like 25, 30 bucks. They are very lightweight. They're probably flimsy. But truly, to get out your postpartum rage, it's totally fine. Do that and hit it. Because that's an appropriate thing to do, right? That is. That's an appropriate place for us to get out our physical anger. 
Yeah. And it is not wrong that we have physical anger we need to get out. We're human. Yeah. So let's get it out before our body stores it uh-huh. and perceives it as a trauma. Right. So do that. If you, again, if you're cleared to run or something like that, that's another good way to get that kind of stuff out. Yeah. Um, you know, if you aren't cleared for things of that nature, walking is a really good option. Honestly, sometimes driving with the windows open or uh-huh. sunroof open, get that sunlight in. Yeah. I would encourage voice journaling very strongly with this. To let out. I think I did never felt like I could say, I'm angry because I feel like I'm not doing it right. I feel like I'm failing mm-hmm. or this is harder than I thought. And like, I never said it. So I, like you said, mm-hmm. I stored it. I kept it. Yeah. So, and here's a little bit of a twist on that. You could do voice journaling yelling because what does it matter if you yell at your phone? No. It doesn't. It's better you yell at your phone than you yell at your partner, your yeah. child, whoever, which inevitably I snapped more at will during this time. Yeah. And I would, again, be met with extreme guilt and mm-hmm. I was like, I need to change it. And that's where I wish I was more active in therapy in those times. Yeah. So here's another therapeutic tool that is usually used mainly for grief, but I think that it can be helpful in this scenario. And it's actually called an empty chair. Okay. And what people do, you have your chair, couch, whatever, and you just visualize someone that you're upset with and you just say whatever whatever it is that you want to say to him. You can kind of do the same thing with voice journaling. Like if you're really upset that you and your husband or partner or whomever don't share the responsibilities or you're mad that you had a traumatic delivery, you might feel like your medical team failed you. Mm-hmm. You kind of visualize them and yell and get that stuff out. Right. Because then you feel like you're actually saying it to them, but you're not doing that in real life. And you can kind of... It can take the edge off that's so it. that productive conversations can take place. Because you can't have those. And that's what I, what I was developing. It's like I could never even approach him in a way that wasn't angry or mean or resentful Mm -hmm. for him to even like get past that initial just like attack Mm -hmm. because I was coming at him in an attack way it wasn't like let me tell you what's going on with me Mm -hmm. um so that would have been super helpful to me I think predictability to me is huge Mm -hmm. so when I lost that that felt out of control um you know I don't again it's like hard to say this so it's like to find a support group you know for yeah. mom rage if you don't even know why you're feeling this way yeah. that's hard but now we know what it is and yeah. there is support groups out there and i will tell you not every place has this and again you need to be cleared by your medical professional rage rooms okay we went did you i'm not even kidding we that had- was one of michael's christmas gifts he got to go um new year's weekend i paid for him to go to the rage room and he was like that was so cool no it was i mean and this was, this was literally what I was Googling. And then I was like, what can we do? And I saw Rage Room come up. Yes. And, um, good job to them. They have good SEO search engine things that this pops up with mom rage searches. But I was like, we had called two of our um, super close um, friends that mm-hmm. we adore and could be honest with and say, yeah. we're struggling right now. Can you, we trust them wholeheartedly. And they mm-hmm. came over and they watched the boys and we had, a date where we had lunch and then we went to the rage room and got that out heck yeah that felt it was a safe place it was Mm -hmm. fun it was designated for that Uh uh-huh and it was super helpful and it led to better productive conversations good and 
you know, but then it's like people, again, don't judge a book by cover and just be like, oh, I would never think Sarah would need a rage room. Yeah. Oh, I 100% needed a rage room. Well, I mean, people that are grieving, I actually recommend that they go to a rage room too. And I think I was grieving a lot from the hysterectomy. Oh, heck yeah. Well, that was taken from you. Literally taken from Uh you. But also, you know, it took away your opportunity to have the choice of not having more children. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot. And and again, this goes back to why we talk about this. So if this is feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling seen. This is resonating with me. You now have a name to it. And you Mm -hmm. know that this is not who you are. Mm -hmm. This is not like you're not characterized. This is not like sarah eagles angry mom Mm -hmm. um that it got better Mm -hmm. i now know coping techniques i have to ground myself still where you know i like to walk outside take a breather Mm -hmm. my deep breaths that's right i like my handy dandy v8 Uh my cool spots that's right i have open and honest conversations now Mm -hmm. but again I think this is not just isolated. I think there's always, like you said, a hint of anxiety or Mm -hmm. depression in it. So if this is sounding like you, please know that there is help, there is treatment, and do stuff for you daily. Like if it's the workout, if it's the voice journaling, if it's the empty Mm -hmm. chair, if it's the grounding – and go back to some of our previous episodes called the toolbox ones, mm-hmm. where this is where we have soul episodes of Whitney yes. giving us these tools mm-hmm. that we know. And the sooner that we have these conversations, we too like our pregnant moms. And you know, if you start going down this route, mm-hmm. then we know that we get addressed it early. Absolutely. So you guys are not angry moms. No. And this is something that hormones, un- unmet expectations, life changes your birth experience, Mm -hmm. history of mental illness, all the factors that we've talked about can add to it. And you know what? We're here just to keep supporting you and educating you. That's right. Till next time. Bye. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Preview Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker Whitney Gay, each episode focuses on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges, as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help.